it was unintentional, but but my opponent at that time loved it and he wanted to see it. And uh, you know, I wasn't trying to do anything shady. My goal here is to just get people that aren't racing stock and super stock to understand mm -hmm. what it is and what it's like to get on the track, what it's like to get chased, what it's like to chase somebody. It's time for Class Racing Today, the podcast for the NHRA Class Racing fan. Welcome back to Class Racing Today. ClassRacingToday.com is the website, ClassRacingToday at gmail.com. If you have any questions or comments or just want to reach out we'd love to hear from you there um if you want to help support the show go to classracingtoday.com click on the donate today button you choose the value you get out of the show turn that into dollars send it our way so we can continue these conversations uh brian is in the i'd say the weeds but i hope not that's the wrong thing to say in his industry but um brian is out today but bobby's with us uh newly off the uh <clears throat> the podium in maryland how's it going bobby Doing great, doing great. Uh, had a good weekend racing. Made a nice move in the points. Sweet. So uh, pretty excited. And remember, I was I was I was like <laughs> complaining all week last week. Right. We had this transmission and clutch in and out of this car like ten times. We cannot get this clutch to set up right anymore. So uh, long story short, we went with a spare setup. You know, came in clutch pretty, for you. Pretty heavily used spare setup. <laughs> Put it in. And uh, set it up a little tight on the first run just to make sure it didn't slip, just to make sure it would, you know, bed itself in. Mm -hmm. And uh, it did. It, it, it made a pretty hard first run. It was actually a little tight, so I was happy about that. And then we just made some adjustments the rest of the way through. Kept softening it up, softening it up, and um, it just it worked great. And the car was running killer, and um, my driving was subpar. Uh, but it was good when it needed to be, and I was lucky when I had to be. Yeah. So you say su you say subpar though, but the reality is, uh, you're sitting number three in the points currently in Superstock Division One. Uh, have you done that before? Is this a new, <laughs> a no, new I phenomenon? It is a new phenomenon for me. Nice. Um, like I said though, my my pops has given me a car these last this last these last two years. I would say this car has been running the best it's ever run. Mm. I mean consistency just just through the roof you know if if i showed you my logbook and you see how this thing runs consistently you know to the to the thousandth of a second you know repeating my 60 foot times were all within a literally two to three thousandths of a second all all day on saturday until the end of the day when the when the clutch was getting hotter and the air was getting cooler then mm -hmm. it then it picked up in the semifinal and the final round, and then it was within a thousandth of a second for those two runs. So it's it's kind of crazy. And then, and another actual uh, issue and something that you have to address and plan for when you're running a one-day event with a clutch car, it's much different than when you are running a like a national event where you get two eliminations on Friday, two on Saturday, and two on Sunday. Your clutch never gets a chance to get that hot. So mm -hmm. you don't have to, you know, you don't have to make adjustments. But when you run six rounds in one day on a Saturday at a divisional like that, <laughs> it calls for different, yeah. you know, different strategy. You got to you got to try and cool that thing down. Uh, I held up the program a couple times. Marty or uh, Alan Reinhardt was like, you know, <laughs> we're waiting on Bobby Fazio. Here's your <laughs> here's your personal invitation. Come on down. So, you know, I'm under there with a fan like just 
trying to cool, hold on, you know, coming. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, it was it was cool. And to beat Herbie Knoll in the final, who's on an absolute tear right now. He he got a new car this year. He won the first race at Echo, and he was in the final right there against me at Cecil County. So um, I think it's safe to say he loves this new car of his, and he's he's driving great. He's always been a great driver. Uh, so I knew I had to step up my game against him, mm-hmm. and and in the semifinal against Steve Camilla, who's who's you know one of the best uh, Hemi drivers out there, and definitely as far as Superstock you know eliminations in bracket mode go this guy yeah. goes rounds i mean he he doesn't just try to win the shootout which he's done he goes out there to win elimination rounds and win you know super stock eliminator as well and and he's definitely capable and proven that he can do it so running him in the semi was no small task and then <laughs> getting to the final against herbie was definitely no small task either um so definitely uh excited and 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 you know honored to beat to be two names like that, you know, yeah, it's something that you, you watch these guys race as you're growing up and you're, you don't even know you're going to race them someday. And then yeah. hell you, you race them and you can beat them. It's just icing on the cake. Well, uh, John <laughs> from YouTube says, Bobby's using that shifter handle like brass knuckles to knock out the competition. <laughs> <laughs> nice job. <laughs> John <Excellent>. Wareheim, <laughs> one of my favorite stock eliminator racers. He's out of Baltimore down there and he, He's a funny dude, and um, he's he's fast too. He's he's in like L stock automatic, a guy that I've always had to avoid in heads up runs when I was running L stock automatic. Uh, he's got an Oldsmobile, so good to see you, Johnny. Hope to see you at Maple Grove. Uh, who else we got? Peter Peter Lancier is my West Coast buddy. He's, he's wrenching the car today. Working. Oh man. Well, I hope he got that rear fixed from Las Vegas because I got a nice picture of it and put it in a video with the teeth missing. <laughs> uh, that was in my my Las Vegas recap video on my driver interviews segment. Uh, anybody catch driver interviews though? If you if you go to my website driverinterviews.com um, and my YouTube page, I just posted Adam Strang, who's got a really cool 1968 uh, Firebird in D stock uh, stick shift car. So uh, check that one out. That's up on our Class Racing Today page, the YouTube link. And uh, pretty cool interview, in-car camera. Uh, also, some eliminations with an in-car camera inside Joe Lisa's car. I posted that recently. So that was from Friday night at Cecil County, the top eight race that we have. Check that out. Joe Lisa, you can you want to see what it's like going down the track in Superstock, looking over your shoulder and whomping? Check out Joe Lisa's in-car video. Not only does the does he sky the, the car five feet in the air out past the 60-foot cone, He's over his shoulder, whomping and looking against James Antonette. That was a pretty all-star matchup. Wow! And you know what? We had a car. We had a camera inside James Antonette's car too. So I never got the footage though from from the gentleman that recorded that, and I couldn't find his contact info. It would, but it would have been cool. I would have had them side by side. I'm going to do that again in the future. So you had one in one car, and someone else had the other. Yeah, in the other car. That's and cool. It was it was pretty cool. But we got to be careful because. Um, NHRA doesn't really want us videoing the opponents in elimination runs. So well, I try to what keep does the that camera mean? Well, I posted a video in the stalker I was driving a couple weeks back mm-hmm. where I showed the two views. Since it's a 360 camera, mm-hmm. I showed one view of me going down the track, and you could see me looking over my shoulder, and then I and then I replayed it where when I launched the car, the camera turned around and watched my opponent mm-hmm. climb on me the whole way. 
which my opponent was totally okay with, and he couldn't wait to watch it himself. Why is that a problem to them? I don't know. They just said you're not supposed to be filming your opponent. Maybe. Oh, oh, some, I see. Oh, someone else. Maybe from some the outside could, but out you shouldn't. Yeah, could, okay. could use that to uh, <laughs> to to help them win. I'm not. It, that is smart. that like is that like recording the play calling in a football game? You're not I supposed to do yeah, that. Maybe, maybe. Hmm. So it was unintentional, but but my opponent at that time loved it and he wanted to see it. And uh, you know, I wasn't trying to do anything shady. My goal here is to just get people that aren't racing stock and super stock to understand mm-hmm. what it is and what it's like to get on the track, what it's like to get chased, what it's like to chase somebody. So that's yeah, that's, that's cool. all that's all I'm doing. And I think they they knew that and they were really cool about it. They they said, you know, it was a cool video, but Try not to film the opponents anymore. So you have no choice. It's a 360 camera. I can't tell it what not to film. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, really, yeah. you can mm-hmm. decide what you show. Exactly. But. Yeah. <clears throat> so there's a bunch of stuff going on the weekend. What else? Uh, well, we had a ton of racing. Mm-hmm. So we had a ton of results to get through. And we did miss uh, last week. So uh, <clears throat> we have a little catching up to do. Yeah, we did. Yep. The Virginia Nationals. I hope we covered that. I know Jeff Longini got his first national event win, which I did not know. I mean, that guy's a killer driver. <laughs> um, he's kicked my butt before. I got one on him, and I got lucky that he went red because my light wasn't so good. But um, if you would have told me Jeff hadn't won a national event before, I would have thought, you're crazy. Uh, when I saw it was his first, I was like, really? I, geez, I thought for sure he had one or five of them already. Mm-hmm. So congratulations, Jeff, on your Superstock win at the Virginia National event. And then I believe he won a divisional this past weekend, which we'll get to. Uh, Brian Warner won the Virginia National event in Superstock. So congratulations to Brian Warner uh, for his Virginia Nationals uh, win. Now, this past weekend, we had... I'm just going to go down the line. We're just going to shout out some winners. We had uh, a double in Division 4 at Ennis, Texas. So in race number one, Jeff Lopez, factory stock C car. Uh, he got the win over Jimmy Hidalgo Sr. Uh, in stock eliminator. He's got a G-Stock automatic Corvette. So congrats, Jeff Lopez. In super stock, Greg Stanfield is already on a tear. <laughs> <laughs> He's unstoppable. I like Greg Stanfield, but stop winning, dude. I, you know, <laughs> I'm having my so far my best season, and he's just making it so far out of reach. For us already, he was number one in the world from last year. He gets the win in Superstock. Race one, Ennis, Texas, gets it over. Uh, well, Greg's got a GTJ automatic Camaro, 87 Camaro. Corey Malhi, GTI automatic. Not sure what kind of car he has, um, but good job, Corey, on your runner-up. Then we had race race two. Uh, or was that race? Was that race two that I just gave you? What am I doing? That's Division 4, Division 4. Where's the other Division 4, Division 4? There it is. Jimmy Hidalgo Jr. So I guess he avenged father's runner-up and got the win over Jeff Lopez, who was in the final again. So Jeff Lopez gets a win and a runner-up in that weekend. So good uh, moving the points for him. Congrats, Jimmy Hidalgo. E-Stock Automatic, uh, Pontiac GTO, 2004 GTO. The ones that look like Honda Civics. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Super Stock Final, Brandon Bakey's. Factory Superstock F car. I'm um, guessing, I don't know, Copo maybe? Uh, against Shane Blackman, GTL Automatic. So congrats, Brandon Bakeys. Now, where are we headed? Division 2. Jeff Longini got his win over Steve Foley. 
Steve Foley must be having a great time in that in that car that he's driving. Uh, success coming quickly for him. So this was in Rockingham Dragway Division Two. So congrats, Jeff Longani. He's on a tear right now. Uh, B stock automatic 2000 Corvette, I believe, is what it is. And then Superstock Corey Taylor, Superstock H automatic. I know he's got a Corvette. I think it's a 68. 68 Corvette gets the win over Cody Phillips GTD automatic. I don't know what Cody Phillips has in Superstock. I know he's he's got a Corvette in stock, similar to Jeff Longani's. Okay, where are we at now? Division 6. Division 6, Joe Sorensen. G-Stock Automatic. I think he's got a 69 Camaro. 350. Uh, 350, 255 is my guess. Uh, he gets the win over Jody Lang. Everybody knows Jody Lang. He's got the M-Stock Automatic Wagon. Uh, 1980s Malibu Wagon, 305. So Jody Lang, very familiar. Joe Sorensen. Joe Sorensen... Uh, made his name um by going fast i know he is he goes fast he can go 120 under in anything he builds uh the Sorensen brothers i believe uh built some killer stuff together so congrats joe Sorensen, on your win superstar christopher core gtg automatic got the win uh i think it's a cavalier cobalt type of car really nice paint job uh congratulations christopher core got the win over rod stoltz gtn automatic so high 10-second car, making it to the final there. Christopher Kors, a 960s car. They did run class eliminations out in Division <clears> 6, Firebird Raceway. They were out in, uh, I think that's Idaho, right? Boise, Idaho. All right. So congrats to those winners. I don't have the class elimination winners right in front of me. Thomas Baker, what's up, buddy? Thank you. Awesome job. I appreciate that. Hey, my wife's watching. Kiana Fazio, congratulations, hub hubby. And hi, Craig. Hi. <laughs> Okay, we're out in Indy now. Division 3. TC Morris gets the win in E-Stock Automatic over Travis Booth. O-Stock Automatic. He, get, he got to the final. That's awesome. 13-second car. Uh, Travis, Travis, Travis. I thought he drove the stick shift Pinto, so I'm not sure what this uh, O-Stock Automatic is. I wonder if it's uh, his uncle's Mustang. Um, if I was better prepared, I would be able to tell you, but <laughs> way to go me. Okay, super stuck. Way to go, Travis Booth, on the runner-up there. And congrats to TC Morris on your win. E-Stock Automatic. Super stock, Jay Smith, GTF Automatic. Gets the win over Fred Bartoli. That's the Altronics. Uh, Altronics Weather Stations and Data Acquisition. Gentlemen, so congrats to you two. Uh, great turnout in D4. I think we had about 65 cars in stock. That's from Everett Vassar. Uh, hopefully I'm saying that right. Vassar or Vassar? Everett, if you can give me a pronunciation uh, correction, I appreciate that. And thank you for the message. So D4, 65 cars in stock. That's awesome. Showing some life in stock eliminator. And now we're going to round it out in D1. Matt Lisa, who won the U.S. Nationals last year, driving dad's uh, 68 Camaro, D stock automatic, 396. I think it's a 396, 325 horse motor. And Matt Lisa is just, dude, this kid is just killer. And at anybody that's raced at Cecil County Dragway, the the rollout there can be very f funky, okay? <laughs> Finicky. Um, you really got to nail the tree there. You got to hit, 
you got to hit it as the third yellow is coming on. Now, if you're in a stocker, you know, it's you got to raise launch RPM, you got to blow tires up, you you got to do what you can do because you're not allowed to trans brake in stock. You're allowed a two step, and that's it. You have to leave off the brake pedal or off the clutch pedal. Uh, so Matt Lisa really, you know, I talked to him after the race in the winter circle. He said he really was launching that car high. You know, he, he was leaving the starting line. Man, that had to be a double O. And it, it's a 20. That's the way it is at this track. I thought, geez, when I when I left in the final round of my car, I was like, for a second, I thought the red was going to come on, and it was a 24 green. So it, that's just goes to show you. Now, in super stock, where you're allowed trans brakes, and then in all the other categories, you're allowed trans brakes, you can just put your shims in, you know, raise the launch RPM. You can do what you want to do to pick up a lot on a reaction time. Well, for me, at Cecil County, I my only... Uh, Adjustments I can make is clutch pedal stop. I sacrifice a little air gap, so I run the clutch with a decent amount of air gap that if I should ever have to take any away, I like to have some to play with, okay? However, as the clutch keeps getting hotter throughout the rounds, it's it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to control that air gap because the gap wants to close on you. So I had to stop up as high as I can go. Now, I'm playing with maybe 20 thousandths of reaction time that I can get out of this air gap it's not like a trans brake where i can shim it up i think people can probably get you know 40 50 thousandths of reaction time or more i don't know i've never driven a trans brake car before um but i can't i had that pedal stop up so high that the car was trying to move on me on the starting line so it was tough the whole i got the line lock set and the back tires are you know trying to move <laughs> the car is bouncing up and down like a little you know quick dribble basketball like you know when i bring it up to launch rpm so it, I can't wait. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that, that I wanted this track. I can't wait to get out of there, though, and get this clutch pedal stop down a little bit from <laughs> Maple Grove and get some air gap back. Um, but anyways, sorry for the long tangent. Congratulations, Matt Lisa, on your win. I don't know how I got off on that. I think I was boasting about his reaction times. Uh, but he got the win over Billy Pyres, who's got a, a J-Stock automatic wagon. And Billy Pyres was runner-up here. He was runner-up at ACO. So congrats to Billy Pyres. Um he, he's driving awesome and to do it in a wagon uh where there's wind changing and and you know when him and jody lang to do what they can do in these wagons these boxes uh is pretty impressive so congrats to those guys and then i got the win in super stock as we already said over herbie knoll who's killing it so there we go just the not results. didn't kill it this weekend that's all. He he was killing it until <laughs> nice. the final round. He actually had his worst light of the weekend in the final round, fortunately enough for me, because he was 005, 021, 032, 007, and 030 in the five rounds prior to that. He was 058 against me in the final. He dialed 982, and he went a 980. He broke out by two hundredths of a second. Um, my lights are too embarrassing to say, but... <laughs> I was 026, 025, and then 024 in the final round. Uh, before that, they were a little scary. So I dialed 1044 in the final. I went 1044.9, slightly on the brake pedal. So I, I was uh, safe by 9 thousandths of a second on my dial, and I took 5 thousandths at the stripe. So I did one of my better driving jobs in that final. Nice. Paid off. Um, I want to remind everyone that if you are even if you're not watching on YouTube, uh, if you would subscribe on YouTube, because that helps get us out there to more people, uh, that would be phenomenal. But if you go to Class Racing Today on YouTube, 
uh, click the subscribe button. And then that'll help us continue to reach more and more people. Yes, indeed. And I want to talk a little bit about uh, Drag Insights real quick. Um, everybody that's been asking, we have some great new features that we're working on that we've been working on for the last two weeks. Um, sorting stats by track is coming. It's in the test phase right now. I'm just making sure that it that it's working. I'm clicking on random drivers and just, you know, only tracks that they raced at in that certain year. You can do year, track, event. It's really cool. Um, other things that we are working on. Uh, let me just give you, because I'm going off the top of my head here, I want to I wanna make sure I'm speaking accurately because uh, they're really cool. <clears throat> Uh, one of which, first of which, is margin, stripe margin. Hmm. Your average uh, stripe margin when crossing the finish line first, we'll say, and when crossing the finish line second. Your win percentage when leaving the starting line first versus leaving the starting line second. Your average reaction time when doing both of those things. Um, you were, I already said stripe margin. Um, how many times... The number of times uh, the driver crosses the finish line first versus crossing the finish line second. Uh, let's see. What else? Um, we're going to, I think, dot .90 classes uh, provide eighth mile mile per hour uh, versus or along with quarter mile mile per hour. I know that uh, I was asked about that by some dot .90 cars. They want to see how fast their opponents go at eighth mile versus how fast they go at the finish line and I guess, come up with some uh, track positions based on that. So just cool new features coming, and then just working out bugs and fixes. Uh, let's say somebody leaves the starting line, has a nice 020 light, and God forbid, breaks the rear right there on the starting line and has to pull over to the side. Well, we want that reaction time to count for their average, um, but we already have a bunch of uh, checks and balances set where if a run is an outlier like that run, let's say that person doesn't even start the car up again, we wouldn't count that elapsed time. Or they get it started and they coast it back down the track and they have a time of 26 seconds. Well, we're not going to count that. But we do want to count you know, the reaction time. There's certain things you want to count. Or uh, let's say the, the driver leaves before the third, not before the third amber, but has like a negative 200 red light, You know, does something crazy right there. We don't want to count that light because that's an outlier that could affect an average. But the car runs good, runs right on the dial, or it's a or it's a pass where uh, you know runs, you know, a, a good, meaningful elapsed time in mile per hour. We want to count that. Mm -hmm. So we are running a whole bunch of checks. We have a bunch of algorithms that taking runs, taking specific parts of runs and counting it while omitting parts of runs that are, you know, going to be too too far. Uh, off the wall outliers and they don't count also uh no eighth mile runs are counting as of right now we don't want to affect um elapsed time averages yet until we can create separate databases for that so those are your uh updates right now we encourage everybody get in there sign up put your picture in there put a put a dog picture in there uh <laughs> sign up for no the cats. contingency if you, if you paid for a premium membership mm -hmm. you have to you know, once you log in, there's a contingency button on the side there that says sign up for contingency. We don't know where to send the stickers unless you do that. So sign up, tell us how many cars you have and what your address is. You'll be signed up for contingency and the stickers will come in the mail 
Or if I'm going to be at a track with you, I'll hand you the stickers in person. That's draginsights.com. Is there a, still a free tier or is it all? There is a free tier pro. still, yes. You okay. can see all of your own stats as a free tier member. Uh, and the premium members, you can see all your opponent's stats as well. So for $5 a month or $50 awesome. for the year, I would definitely sign up for the premium membership. I use it all the time to research my opponents and see what their you know, habits are, <laughs> what their average reaction time is. Uh, their it's nice to see their average ET. That's just such a great little baseline, just to see, you know, quickly what what you're dealing with before you head up there. Yeah. So I, I like that. Um, and then on a sadder note, this has been the week from hell mm -hmm. for for racing <clears throat> here in Division One. Uh, the sad, and I don't know if it was sudden passing. Um, or if there was some underlying issues involved, but John DiBartolomeo, super stock racer, uh, raced Division One with me. He actually kicked my butt a couple years ago at the Keystone Nationals in the fourth round. Uh, he drove a yellow uh, modified Camaro. He passed away. He was the writer for Drag Racing Edge magazine mm -hmm. and would send out um, uh, emails, email blogs that he had. And I know he's got a, a daughter, Christina, and a son, Franklin. They both race super comp so just really sad news uh very well known in the racing world the guy's been racing since the 70s i think i used to enjoy reading his articles um i do think that he mentioned in recent articles that he he was having some health issues i had no idea it was as serious as it must have been and really sad to see that john d bartolomeo has passed away so prayers for his family his wife Dottie. Uh, daughter Christina, son Franklin, and he was a grandfather as well. I believe Franklin has uh, children, so just terrible, terrible. Yeah, it is. Um, we also had Rick Campbell, who was a Division One Tech uh, inspector for many years. Uh, I kind of just realized I haven't seen him at the track lately, so I don't know if he had health issues too. Uh, I, I figured maybe he was just taking some time off, or he had retired. I wasn't sure. And got word on Facebook yesterday that he passed away. So Rick Campbell, uh, sad news there. Rest in peace, Rick Campbell. Uh, who else? Dave McClellan, the voice of the NHRA. I mean, another little piece of my childhood gone. And this guy was announcing NHRA events since, I think, the, the 70s. Uh, he and Steve Evans. I uh, mean, I have VHS tapes from the 80s. Um, <laughs> watching him and Steve <laughs> Evans call the, uh, call the races. So to hear that he passed away, uh, natural causes at the age of 85, I think it said, mm. that's, it's just, you know, it's just weird. You know, every time this happens, you just, you just we're just getting older. And well, it's, it's it, yeah, because it's, it's an end of an era with a lot of these guys, especially if they're the ones that kind of established the, the nostalgia and the, the atmosphere. Because a good announcer, I mean, think of Vin Scully, baseball. Uh, Hank, Hank Stram, uh, John John Madden, even. I mean, there are some guys that are. If you're in the the Northwest, uh, Bill Shonley, the voice of the Portland Trailblazers. I mean, these are guys that established these events. Like they they talked you through them, and it's just, it, you know, you, you guys always talk about the, um, you know, how do we get young racers into the the sport. Well, on that same note, how do you kind of 
continue on the 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 announcing the the storytelling piece of these sports as well. So I I think that's something that needs to go on. Rodeo is the same way. Uh, how do you continue that the voice of insert event? It's it's important. Yeah, and and um, Alan Reinhardt does an awesome job. I, I love listening to him announce. Brian Loans is a great announcer, and I mean Alan Reinhardt's been doing this a long time. Uh, he's not getting any younger, but I'm glad to see him. <laughs> None that of us are, Bobby. None of us are. He was a racing uh, announcing our race at Cecil County this past weekend, hmm. which is cool because I got to talk to him for awesome. a little bit. Uh, he had Ray Thurston come in and announce stock eliminator a couple times and ray is a big ray is race stock and and runs a facebook page everything stock and super stock which i encourage everybody to uh join he posts a lot of cool stuff and he did a great job announcing uh brian loans is is like an encyclopedia of racing i love listening to him announce i try to learn from these guys i would like to be as polished as they are and joe costello Mm -hmm. i relate with joe costello more i just feel like joe and i are like personality like pure personality joe's a little again more polished than i am but he's like more my speed um but i I like learning from these announcers and maybe someday i can get in that get in that tower and try my hand at it stock and super stock definitely challenging classes to announce because you have to know so much about different cars Mm -hmm. and combinations and you know indexes and weights and it's really cool so uh you know it's Hey, Ray, there he is right there. He's watching right now. Absolutely, Ray. And thanks for all the pictures. And appreciate it. Good to see you. Can't wait to see you this weekend. Um, so, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I hope to, to talk to Alan Reinhardt again this weekend. And maybe I will sneak weasel my way up into the tower and <laughs> totally. try and steal the microphone from him. Oh, just bring your own. Say, yeah, I got, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'll tell them there's food waiting for you downstairs. Nice, Go yeah. ahead. That's I'll, fine. I'll I, I, I got you covered. We're good. See if I can see mm-hmm. what my see what my tryout looks like. <laughs> well, maybe Ray, Ray, you might have to help me though. <clears throat> uh, so yeah, just sad news there in the racing world. Sad news in 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 the world. Yeah, the, it like, is. What the hell is going on? I don't know. I mean, we there's there's a societal problem, and I know we don't get into politics much on the show. Um, but the reality is we have a societal problem and I don't know the answer other than we need to look back into our, our homes and really, I mean, if you've got kids, family, gather them about and like, I don't know, huddle up and be kind of, let's, let's change how we treat each other at home. And then maybe that will begin to spill out into our, our, it's sus- just, our you, lives. It's the same story anymore. Now, now I was in 10th grade when, when the, uh, columbine happened Mm -hmm. and that was like such a shocker like that was unheard of unheard of and now this is like uh, every couple weeks there's probably gonna be another one in a couple weeks you know like this is this is getting way too common and scary Mm -hmm. um and same old story uh kid was bullied or this that and the other thing like we all I, i got like made fun of every like i had friends and 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 cool and and they were they were worse to you than 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 enemies were Mm -hmm. but like we like you let it roll off your shoulder and and i think i thought it like helped us build thick skin but like i mean anybody that's seen me i'm like y'all see how tall i am right you you, could you imagine what i looked like when i was in (laughs) k through eight like (laughs) 
okay um i was you know you saw me out on the field you'd be like what's that what's that you know what's that adolescent doing out there on the on the high school baseball field like yeah so it's uh we did not have thoughts we did not have reactions the way that people that these kids are these days and it's well it's wild that that the answer to a lot of these uh you know people that struggle what it appears as though based on the news reporting is they're the final result that people choose when they're troubled is something that's extremely damaging to other people where did that go wrong i mean how, how have we gotten to that point to where there is no other option for people that are really disturbed but to go harm people innocent people it just it, it doesn't make i can't wrap it, my head around it well is it the is it movies video games is it all this stuff where that normalizes it like call I, I, of duty i can't, this? I can't uh, believe that that uh, is it otherwise we would see this i mean we would see hundreds and hundreds of people running about shooting people up i I just can't believe it now that very well it has to have some play into it it must because you know when you run about in these real life scenarios and you know you get shot some red comes on the screen and guess what you come right you regenerate and you're back so there's no con there's no actual physical consequence when you're in a game and you shoot your buddy and you laugh about it because you're talking to him over the headset and it, oh, I gotcha. Yep, we're good. And then you now let's do it again. That's not life. And so it's possible that we have become numb to the reality. And it maybe it's because we have not been allowed to see hard things in the media. You know, because I mean, back I, I guess it was a few years ago. I heard some of the the official like stalwart talking heads on television say it's our job to look at the bad stuff and we tell you what you know what's going on with that and i that's hard because it really removes our ability as you know everyday people to see and understand hardship and it i mean not that i'm necessarily advocating for public uh displays of punishment but maybe that's what we need to do again let's start making the consequence of people's actions more public and and then then it, maybe it's harder for people to do it again because it actually the the harm of what they did becomes more visible and more known we need something some yeah. accountability somewhere i mean it's getting so bad and in philadelphia you you get your car stolen the cops will just tell you to call yeah. your insurance company yeah. like it's mm-hmm. but anyways we're getting off topic here uh one other thing i wanted to mention uh, Warren Monteith, who does the awesome model replica cars, he uh, is going to – I'm in line. I'm in line. Let's just say that because I know he's got a long list. So he's of making a, a model of your done. car? He makes an exact Sweet. model replica, stickers, paint, and all. Like it looks so cool. He posts them on Facebook, and I'm like, dude, how do you how do you get in line for that? Because he's always <laughs> saying, look, I, I'm like seven months out, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So. I'm finally in line. I was excited about that. I wanted to tell everybody. And uh, he did. He, he posted my picture up on Facebook, which I was pretty honored that mm-hmm. he did that and congratulated me. So thank you, Warren. Uh, Monteith uh, Reproductions or Replicas. Monteith Replicas. So that's, that's really cool. Uh, I guess that's it. I think, awesome. you know, cover the results. We got a race this weekend. Well, we have multiple races this weekend. Let's tell everybody where we're headed here. Uh, no, we don't have multiple. Just one. It's Memorial Day weekend, which That's is right. just me. Maybe <laughs> Road Raceway, Division One. <laughs> Excellent. 
Also remember, you can, uh, if you the, if credit card or online is not an option for you to help support the show, you can mail checks uh, across your screen. If you're watching, is the address. Otherwise, it's 307 South Main Street in Millbank, South Dakota, 57252 is that mailing address. And we appreciate everyone that helps support the show to keep it running. And uh, so we can keep doing this. Uh, there is, you know, there are back-end costs that we definitely have to have. We got bandwidth. We have our streaming systems we use and uh, all the gear that we have to have to make this show run. And we love doing it. And we appreciate you guys for helping to support and keep it on the road. So, or the tracks, I might say. <laughs> Any last thoughts? Uh, nope. Just the one race this weekend, Memorial Day. It's next, the weekend after that national event, Epping, New Hampshire. I'm using the Dragon Sight calendar right now. Summit Motorsports Park, D3 event, and Brainerd, D5 event. So, Sweet. I have a wedding that weekend. I can't race. Oh, bummer. Uh, yep. Classracingtoday.com. We'll see you all as we get farther down the road. Good luck out there. And uh, stay safe. Grab your loved ones and keep them close. We will see you next time. Thanks for hanging out with us. See you later.